Hello everyone, welcome to episode 75. <laughs> it's 13. had a good good uh, week or weeks i had a fantastic week i'm in a great mood today guys i was going to show this yesterday but i didn't because i was in a shitty mood and i was like why would i do something like as a punishment when i love doing simple again so instead i wasted yesterday and took a nap took a glory snap right here there's a beauty to naps when you know you're supposed to be working but instead you choose to nap uh, i took a wonderful nap yesterday when i was supposed to shoot simple again <laughs> But I now I'm fully nice and energized. I took a shower, shaved my face and uh, styled my hair. As you can see, some guy asked a question on Simplecan about how, what do you think about balding? And uh, it's a good question. It reminds you of immortality. I used to be very worried, but now I don't care because I'm so goddamn sexy. But uh, no, really, like I was insecure about it. But uh, what can you do, man? Also, there are a lot of these um, hair... Uh, what they take it from your bum and they put it in your head and all apparently so you're gonna do that then I'm sorted because my bum is like a forest and no forest fire can destroy it no offense to Australia and sorry for putting that visual image in your mind if you're listening to this in the audio version then you must be really picturing it but you've seen the video version you are also picturing it so both of you are suffering like the whole world is anyway i hope you had a good week i had a very good week i had a very chill chill week and uh, i was like you know i'm missing simple game and obviously in the comments you guys remind me i got a lot of questions this time uh, i will go first with youtube also uh, last week something terrible happened shushant singh rajput passed away he took his own life which is terrible and for one and a half weeks everyone spoke about mental health and depression and how we should hear everybody and then they went back to <laughs> attacking celebrities again <laughs> i think sonam kapoor put some tweet <laughs> man it's just hilarious i also feel like when i say the world i'm talking about twitter so which is not fair twitter is not the world the actual world is actually not actually the actual world is equal parts terrifying and equal parts amazing so but I love Twitter, man. Twitter is like my, my reality TV, which is real. So it's super entertaining, but it always has a price. So, you know, it's a give and take. It's like drugs. I don't do drugs, but I'm just saying. Also, by the way, I've not done any hair treatment or skin treatment or whatever nonsense. Because I keep forgetting you guys think I'm a celebrity, but in my head, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a normal dude like you. So when you guys are like, oh, you must have done surgery or, oh, how, how do you go out of your house? I don't think like that at all. I think like everybody else, because I am everybody else, just with a lot of money. <laughs> okay. And I do comedy as a job, which is bizarre. I don't have a lot of money. Compared to a politician, I have nothing. Okay. I went, I went to look for some houses, thought maybe I could take a huge loan and buy a house. And then I saw that all the apartments, all the top floors have, have magically been bought by politicians. All the penthouses in Bombay, by the way, are already sold 
before the building is even completed so it makes no sense anyway the first question is from youtube and tanya mishra asks hey kenneth um you come off as a reader seems like you don't get time anymore so an out of practice reader i see you've recommended a lot of shows movies and specials really love those uh, kumlaki nights upload oh thanks thanks for taking my recommendations you never mentioned a book though could you please second i feel like you're not very comfortable doing non with sex jokes you always have this shy smiling face looking down while doing those jokes would like would really like to know if i'm right not being creepy too late tanya uh, i have been credited for being good at such analysis um and lastly are you worried your strictly not advice long recording has turned into bits of hardcore therapy stuff first of all i'm still not giving any advice just to clarify this is not an advice show if you ask if the show is based on asking me questions and if i answer them it fundamentally looks like i'm giving advice but i'm answering the question so when she's saying hey man you don't mention books i'm going to be like oh actually i read a lot of books but if i answered as hey guys you all of you should read books and you should do this that's advice i'm not doing that so it's still maintained and you know what you know what screw it this is an advice podcast yeah now what you'll do now you'll stop watching no you'll still watch it right you do realize that i could have started the podcast saying um this is a show about indian history and not talk about indian history and then i start talking about indian history and then you're like yo bro you said this is a podcast about indian history and then i and i say you know what it's not about indian history then what you'll do so i only decided it i only said and now i'm changing it basically i can do what the shit i want guys anyway to answer um, tanya's question i read a lot of books but i read non fiction there's an episode of books on toast that i did with um uh, sharon and anuya where i talk in depth about my reading habits i don't talk about it much because a it's very virtue signaling it's very like look how smart i am and b uh, i don't remember most of the names of the books i read <laughs> or the authors because it's non fiction i i love uh, e- books about economic psychology and business management these are my three favorite books which is already you guys are snoring uh, i know you want you would have loved to hear that i read about uh taoism or uh, enlightenment and full i don't read any of that i just read really practical surveys of you know e- e- famous economics uh uh coming up with surveys and research and reading about human behavior i love that shit and psychology um i don't read like a psychology textbook i read books on psychology so yeah that's what i read and if you want recommendations watch that episode i won't rec- if, okay the right today uh, last weekend i read two books i read uh, uh norse mythology by neil gaiman which is technically fiction but it was the format was him uh, very very loved the format he was like i love norse mythology and these are all the stories my favorite stories of norse mythology which i could um rummage that's that book lovely book and the before one is a very famous common book uh, by malcolm gladwell called outliers which i read his um new book and i forgot that this was the book that made him famous um i think see new book's name also i forgot the strangers new strangers of Fre- i have to, i don't have a guy who helps me with this i don't have a guy ashar is not here anymore so uh that's the book i was reading last week outliers by malcolm gladwell and norse mythology by neil gaiman 
I would recommend it, but I would recommend every book I read. So uh, I don't get into this because it's my personal life. Yeah, but entertainment I love discussing because it's very fun. Okay, the reason I took this question is this is one on one projecting. So what projecting is, we all have a self bias that we can't escape, which is you look at the world and you project how you are to the world. So if you think. giving money to people is nice you see someone giving money and you like this person is nice no no this person is not nice this person is nice according to you because you projected a good quality about yourself into that person and that is your that is your assumption about that person it's called projecting for example i i equate physical touch with love so if if i see a couple who's very touchy i'm like oh that person is very expressive but that's not true this that person could be a lovely human being and really love their partner but they don't touch or physically uh, do pda much so what i'm doing is projecting my reality onto them so in your reality you think i feel shy doing non veg jokes cuz you equate looking down or shy smiling down as being shy If you've seen me on a stream with Tanmay Bhatt, you know uh, I do not shy away from sex jokes. It was a very conscious decision to make my content uh, family friendly, and I really enjoy making families laugh. But I also enjoy making my friends laugh. So if you talk to my friends, unfortunately I can't get a guest on the show because of lockdown, but um, because of pandemic. But they would tell you right now. They would tell you what a what a putrid and wild human being i am when it comes to jokes you guys get the you guys think that i can't think more than chappal and ostrich and chai dude i have a very filthy mind but if i did that shit <laughs> you guys won't be able to handle it biswa gets shocked by how dirty i am and uh, no i'm not saying biswa is dirty as a person he is but jokes wise compared to me he's quite dirty but i am a thousand times dirtier than him. So Tanya very sweet you're projecting your perception of me onto me you're completely wrong I'm very sorry but thank you for being a fan and uh, this long recording of me is not about advice I'm just answering a goddamn question how do you answer a question without sounding like I'm telling what telling uh, people to do something anyway Shriyanka Tejasvi says oh I took this question cuz it uh, showed my humble journey uh, hey can you love your work i met you way back in bangalore when you still had long hair and it shows at the small stage under brigade boulevard plus have a lot of friends from ckp ckp is my college by the way uh, chitrakala par chitrakala parishad which is an art college i did science in 11th and 12th i did computer science and then i am one of the only people in india who got distinction in 12th boards and went and did art Even at college, I was like, "Why are you here? You have a better future." I was like, "Sir, I know what I'm doing." Uh, I don't know you personally, but I'm proud of how far you come in your career. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you for being proud of me. I always don't know how to react when someone says they're proud of you. It's a very I don't know. Even I'm very happy for you. I thought I think that's better than saying I'm proud of you. Proud of you almost sounds like they are better than you, and they're like, "I'm proud of you." Good. I'm like. If my father said that to me that makes sense but even random people say that I'm like I don't know you man just say you're happy for me or it's really awesome to see a successful girl but proud is a little weird it's like in my family member or something 
Was there any specific point in profession that felt like you made it or realized that your dreams are actually going to be a reality? How do you keep going when it feels like an impossible task initially or maybe switch up the way you made content when it wasn't working? This is how I am all the time. Every day I'm thinking about how to switch it up. That's why Touchwood I still have a career. You can't survive uh just look at what I've done so far. I started with stand up uh then uh I did specials, I did a long fiction series. <gasps> There's a dog outside. Oh my god, it's a labrador. So that was stand up. I did specials. I did long fiction series. I did a television show on TV. I did podcasts. I did reality TV with Comic Sans. I did a sketch show with Kanan Gill. I did improvises with Kaniz uh, and Abish. And uh, now I'm doing podcasts. And on YouTube, I've done animation. I've done short films. Uh, I've done music comedy. So what's really funny is people perceive it as Kenny being Kenny when in reality I've done so many different and a comic strip which has been running for 2 years so if you actually look at it I've done a lot of different things but for a normal person it looks like oh Kenny's is being Kenny which is great I prefer that because my brand has become who I am which is always my dream I think the the first moment I felt like I made it was when my first stand up tour sold out all across the country which was insane and the second was i think when i got my netflix special because i was very happy with amazon and i just didn't think life could even go more forward than that so quickly and now i got netflix so uh, i think next would be if uh, star plus gives me a special that's a dream shailesh bagade asks have you tried being a vegetarian if yes what difference do you feel in your behavior and thinking if no would you try it i was a i was a vegetarian for uh, uh, 10 months almost a year not a vegan a vegetarian and i noticed some changes like i started floating in the air and i look through things i could had x-ray vision and eventually i i could heal people just by touching their forehead uh, it was quite incredible and i stopped because i missed chicken and uh, actually to be honest it was actually very nice but i lost a lot of weight because i couldn't match the protein intake i was getting from meat not that you can't it's just a lot of hard work you can't have dal chana uh, all of that protein every day it's too much well chicken is very easy so i became lazy uh my eventual goal is to become vegetarian but it's really hard and i am a not a perfect human being so don't in the comment section give me gyan about you love dogs how can you eat animals yeah i know yeah we are all hypocrites okay so um yeah that's that's all i'm going to say but uh it was very nice to be vegetarian i had a skin problem which completely went away which was and it hasn't come back even though i become a non vegetarian now so that is really cool so i guess it was almost like a detox which i also read about that you can't technically detox yourself because your body is pretty awesome and you don't need to detox but i don't have answers for everything i'm not giving advice i'm just answering your question bagadi another tanya has said tanya k hey kenny has your kindness and sympathy ever been mistaken as submission I've faced a lot of situations in the recent past that people take you for granted when you are kind and have chances of exploring your feelings for them including family and close friends if you face those situations how do you cope yes very good question i love this question it's my favorite question people are in two spectrums people who are pieces of shits only think think about themselves the other spectrum is i'm answering a question by the way it's not advice if you guys don't know the difference 
people are pieces of shit one spectrum people who are so selfless that they don't even think about themselves and only think about other people and completely ignore their well-being middle is goal majority of the world is usually pieces of shits who only care about themselves which is not because they're bad it's because majority of the world is very harsh and in a harsh world you got to protect yourself in a harsh world people are out to get you so that's the best way to be on this spectrum due to culture uh, and privilege um for example i've noticed most women are more empathetic but it's also a culture thing like because women are given set roles and also a privilege thing is if you're not in a harsh environment you tend to come across people who are nice to you you're not been betrayed as much and the no- the environment environment is very nurturing now what the, the main thing i want to get to this is tanya that don't think of yourself as a victim don't think that i'm so nice and people are taking me for granted you are not nice you're just stupid and people who are also mean are not mean they're just stupid nice does not mean that you do things for people when you don't actually want to do it stop doing things because you want people to like you just do things because it's the right thing to do not because it's the nice thing to do this nice word is such a great word to remove blame from yourself oh i'm so nice and sympathetic and everyone's taking advantage of me so you remove yourself from the high ground you're not a nice person you're just stupid other people are also not bad you, you, only you can put your boundary so if someone says tanya you have 100 bucks can you give me 50 you if you say oh the right and nice thing to do is to give them 50 then you're stupid if they need 50 bucks they will ask you and they will expect you to say no if you don't have 50 you can't blame them to be like how can they even ask right so obviously there's also an extreme example where someone forces you to give you all their money but that's not the situation here you're saying that you are very nice and people take advantage of you just be smart there's a bunch of crows outside now it's like a whole animal kingdom hopefully next i'll see a giraffe uh so yeah i used to really pat myself on the back and say lo hum so nice and sweet and sympathetic when i was just being stupid and not drawing boundaries and being i didn't want to confront people and that just made things worse and you end up being far worse than a piece of shit person who's just honest about what they want and what they're doing i remember me and biswa were having lunch and we both discussed how we were both in the other end of the spectrum where i was just drained of always doing things for other people and hating them while he was on the other spectrum where he always did things for himself and alienated a lot of people around him i don't think he'll appreciate me talking about this but it was quite nice it was quite interesting how we both were in opposite spectrums we were trying to come to the middle but what ended up happening was i seemed meaner than him because he was on a nicer path while my path was snapping at everyone and being bitter and blaming other people and i thought that's not nice he's on a much nicer path cuz he's trying to be kinder while i'm trying to be meaner so yeah both everyone's stupid tanya uh thank you for the question though next question tarun putula patti patti a patti good episode i enjoyed most of the other episodes too great content keep them coming thank you tarun for the encouraging words but i don't agree with the statement <gasps> that celebrities <gasps> opinions don't matter if that's the case why are they being paid so much for doing advertisements they are getting paid 
they are getting paid so much because the expectation is that folks will get influenced by them so i think celebrities opinions do matter not more than the politicians ones as you rightly mentioned uh this is my opinion you are free to disagree on this sure okay uh i double disagree so i agree no what i mean is you're right if people in care about celebrities why would celebrities endorse products because celebrities endorsing products is familiar it's not because you trust them so there are two ways you trust something one is when you have a continued experience with it and the experience has been positive or it's familiar actually you're also familiar with the situation for example you buy bread from one guy for 5 years every day you buy bread from him and the bread's great trust now that is very different from i go to a new city and uh, i go to a new bread shop and uh, i'm confused i'm like should i go to this bread shop or this bread shop but then i notice that the bread shop a the packaging looks very similar to the bread i used to trust so now i'm like you know what that looks more familiar to me i'll just go for that no fault of bread shop b same thing with the with the movie uh, guy movie guy movie actor is you see a movie actor in a movie for so long and you love the movie actor and you like this movie actor is great every movie of this uh, every movie of this actor is great i love this actor and then one day you go to buy a phone and then you see phone a and phone b but phone a has your movie actor's face and you're like hey that's familiar so subconsciously you buy the phone a it is not because the the actor matters he's just familiar so there's a huge difference that's why by that logic right if you disagreed with me then if shahrukh khan is the most favored actor none of his movies should flop but if they do right so uh, shahrukh khan's familiarity can only help him so far same thing with uh, advertisements you're familiar but if the phone is really bad eventually you won't buy that phone right so you also draw a line so hence entertainers are just entertainers and their opinions really don't matter what matters is how you interpret them if you are the type of person who believes on uh, entertainers blindly and whatever they say then the problem is not entertainers problem is you then to i don't know how you navigate through your life this is my favorite question of all the simple can episodes so far so i don't have an, uh, a a prize for you but um i will email you if you can email me your email id through this youtube account i'll know it's you um i will i'll i will send you something special fragman asks it's a very serious question and i'm so glad someone's finally asked me 13 episodes it's difficult for me to manage my time for pooping and doing other times it's very irritating when i want to do something with all my dedication but suddenly i need to poop and it kills my vibe please help urgent this is something that i go through every day i'm like i want to write a joke or i want to write a script and i have to poop and of course i'll poop right nothing is better than pooping then i go poop and as i'm sitting there i'm transported to a beautiful world where i'm safe i'm comfortable and i feel lighter practically because you are shedding some weight and then i come back and i don't want to do the writing anymore because the vibe is gone so systematically the poops have taken over my life i could be maybe 400 500 person more productive if not for pooping but alas pooping is a part of the human body now how do we navigate it's almost like i would i would go as far as to say that pooping is mortality 
right? As human beings, our achievements are limited by mortality. Ergo, our achievements are limited by how much we poop. So, fragman, how we deal with mortality is what all enlightened beings are conflicted with. And I feel with equal passion, we should focus on pooping. Uh, what I do for pooping is you accept reality. You have to poop. It's like you have to die. So I accept my reality that I have to poop and I navigate my existence around it. I know that uh, maybe at age 60, age 70, age 80, I will die. I would die while pooping. It's quite poetic. So I make the most of my time. Same thing with pooping, fragman. You just have to accept it as your reality, not fight it. Instead, embrace your poop. Hold it on your chest. That, not the poop, the, the accepting it. That pooping, I can't escape. It's part of me. Instead of fighting it, accept it, understand it, enjoy it, and navigate through your life. Thank you for that wonderful question. The next three questions are from Instagram. Sundara22 says, So last night, uh, okay, this question is great because everyone acts so sensitive about depression and suicide online when in reality, no one's like that. And this question is so beautifully illustrates that point. The, 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 the grammar is all over the place. So I will read this slowly. So Kenny, last night, I spoke to my dad about Shushant's death, that it was suicide. Then my dad said, it's the weak who can't face hardships and that's why they kill themselves. Not just my dad, most of the older generation thinks the same way, that depression is nothing and it's just a feeling in my head. What do you think about it, Kenny? I need an answer. I'm just boggled like, am I weak or oh, is this society shitty? <laughs> what a classic dad thing to say. Um, Sundra, I'm assuming your dad's a nice person. I'm assuming he's very nice to you. Uh, just word of advice. What dads say is not exactly what dads do. My dad is very intelligent, very smart, very empathetic. He also says some really weird shit sometimes. But I know for a fact that if he was in that situation, he would be kind. For example, I don't think my dad's... Yeah, my dad's homophobic. I think everyone in my dad's generation is homophobic. But if if I was gay, I, I think my dad would be very nice to me. So I think dads just like to say shit. And um, I have this tendency of... I love talking like I know about something, even if it's the first time I'm doing it. For example, today we were baking and my first instinct is like, yeah, I know what this is. But I, in reality, I have no idea what I'm doing. So I think it's just like a culture thing. I think as, as dads, as guys, people always ask you, hey, what to do or what's going on or oh, you know what's going on, right? So I think it's like a cycle. So you just assume that in every situation, you know what's going on, even if you've never been in that situation before. And unfortunately, if you look like you don't know what you're doing, people think you're stupid or whatever. So your dads come from peak male generation, which is as a dad, I know the answer to everything. I can figure everything out. Of course, I know what's going on. Just try this. It's a very fun experiment. Pick the most far off topic your dad could possibly know, like, like taking a rocket to the moon and tell him a fact and he will disagree with you. You could be like, dad, you know, the the aircraft, the, the rocket that took uh, Apollo 13, that took the astronauts to the moon. 
uh, it wasn't that advanced and whatever he'll disagree he'll be like no 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 all these rockets they didn't know what they were doing isro knew better like they'll say some shit like that it's amazingly entertaining your dad's a nice person he just thinks that he has the answer to everything so don't worry society is shitty yes and people are not weak depression is real you know that sundra just know that when you have a kid your kid's going to come and be like i want to be in an open relationship and i want to have seven boyfriends or seven girlfriends and you're going to flip out right but their their generation which is the next one won't think it's weird you will think it's weird because you're used to this same thing your grandchildren are going to be like yeah every morning i have chai and i do a line of cocaine is good for the brain so yeah it's just a generation thing okay so this is the last question by ronnie reynolds great work with long recordings man thank you question being comma wow the grammar is really good in this i'm feeling insecure ronnie reynolds uh, he's so close so close to ryan reynolds but you, you're a malu ryan reynolds as an artist i do you have to ronnie yeah ronnie sounds malu question being as an artist or a professional in any field when you witness the same piece of art form done by another individual or a professional you might be looking up to the metrics in which we perceive the act art changes such a good question you're right you might start analyzing more i think that it happens for everyone like a musician as yourself when you watch another musician perform you might be keen on the chord structure and the vocal techniques as such rather than enjoying the whole music itself like the other audience outside the art form exactly right it is of course an important thing to analyze as an artist do you miss being in the complete audience side enjoying the act instead of analyzing does that bother you anytime lot of respect thanks man cheers i absolutely do i absolutely miss this is the worst when i watch a movie so in movies the story structure this character arc this three acts there's macguffin there's a um, um structure basically uh, resolving a scene conflict you can see all of that now so when i see a movie and when they introduce a character i know oh my phone is on i immediately know that this character has been introduced and they are making us like the character because they're going to die and because they die we feel very bad and then we uh, root for the hero more it's very unfortunate but it does bother me but you know the cool thing is the really 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 good art uses all of this but does it differently so what i'm trying to say is like a really really good song obviously follows a particular set of scales and techniques but does it so well that you enjoy the final product i think a good example is like the recipe of chocolate cake the recipe of chocolate cake is the same but someone does it really well and someone does it really badly same recipe so yeah i think that's a good example same thing so a movie structure is same but some people do it so well using the same rules and structure so when i when i watch seinfeld or when i watch dave chapel uh or bilbo uh, or ali wong or tina fey or i'm like man i know what they're doing but they're doing it so well so the only unfortunate byproduct is the people who do well is really small I think if I didn't know filmmaking or comedy or music I could have enjoyed a far broader uh group of artists but now it's reduced but what a great group of artists um like when I watch Nolan or you know, watch um Kurosawa or Rahman 
these are such great artists that even if i know what to expect they do it in such a complex and simplistic and skillful way that it's still very joyful but you know sometimes um the opposite i've noticed has happened that things which are formless and structureless are more entertaining now because i can't predict what's going to happen a simple example like when i talk to kids they're really funny because kids don't follow joke format when i watch youtube sketches of people shooting stuff on their phones it's so funny because they don't know structure so i don't know what's going to happen next but they're inherently very funny so uh it's a really cool question ronnie thank you for asking it finally last question by so alex had asked a question before about your song cake uh wait we can just do a flashback i mean even though the real challenge in, in writing a song is making seamless transitions between verse chorus and bridge the riff was nonetheless catchy i don't know if you have aspirations nicely he gave a backhanded compliment you could have just stopped at great song yes that was the question so he answers hey kenny thanks for answering my question in the episode i didn't realize my compliment sound like a backhanded one while writing it so sorry about that i'll work on being more empathetic <laughs> who's this guy it's very sweet but moving on to another question in the light of the tragic demise of shushant singh rajput recently there are a lot of conspiracy theories about how the bollywood industry was responsible for this and kangana ranaul even released a video elaborating on the same now shifting to the comedy industry as someone who's reached the top in the comedy industry in india <laughs> I think I just came at the right time. How would you describe the dynamics are uh, between the elite established comedians and rising newcomers who are very well a threat to the present kings and queens? I don't think I don't know man. I don't know if I've invariably discouraged a newcomer. I hope I haven't. And if I have, if you're watching, I'm sorry. I I personally don't interact with the new new comics as much as i would like to not because i'm a bad person is because a i do a lot of work and i'm quite busy and i tend to not uh be out there and socialize much and i have a very uh, i'm very scared of mingling too much with people in my same field so i like to have little little distant relationship i'm very close to uh kanan and abish and navin cuz we became friends uh and we were also colleagues and we've been together for like 4 5 years so i can trust them more as as friends but when i meet new comics i try to maintain a healthy boundary because i've treated like office you know i don't know i i i think ever since new comics came i have been wor- working more challenging myself more because the new comics reminded me that i need to change my style and i don't need to do the basic simplistic stuff uh, because the audience wasn't ready for it and i see some new content of uh, new comics and they they do such brave choices that i'm like that's really cool and more competition is good for everyone and uh, when i see a new comic that's working really hard i feel like oh i should do i should do more i think it's really good but i'm sure newcomers or old comics don't feel the same way and they might say shit like new comics I, to be honest i don't like It's not a comic thing. I just don't like anyone who takes stuff for granted. And um I think some some new comics kind of um want things to happen much faster than it should. Maybe I was like that when I started off and maybe my seniors felt that I was in a hurry. 
maybe that's what i'm feeling right now but I, but that's not a comedy thing i think i meet any young person and they're like i want to be successful entrepreneur by 25 i'm like yeah just be just be patient it takes time so it's more like a attitude thing than a comedy thing but i do know that most established comedians might not be as accessible but you know to be honest i don't have that expectation from any field it's wonderful if as a established comic you help other comics but if you don't it's okay be selfish it's fine i don't understand why everyone has to be this mahatma gandhi figure who's helping everyone dude people are so tangled in their own lives and so insecure and fighting with their own demons that they don't have the time to guide someone else also so it's okay if you're helping someone great if you're not it's cool i think it's just wrong to have that expectation because i am so lucky that my comedy seniors helped me out like when i came to bombay tanmay was so helpful abhish was so helpful and they didn't have to be and if i met another comic who was in their league and they didn't help me i didn't take it personally man i'm more focused on the people who are helping me than the f- people who don't help me because no one should has to help you cuz i'm sure they have their own and i was so young maybe they have a, their own family to deal with and financial problems but tanmay abhish i remember was so sweet atul so sweet uh hey yeah, everyone i met was very nice and kind and um everyone just wanted to share ideas and help each other out and uh, i think now because there's so many more comics we don't meet each other as much but i think it's it's just crazy that we all do comedy and i love meeting comics and talking to them because we're all in the same wavelength and that's quite a quite a cool cool place to be in Anyway, I end this episode on that note. The crows are gone, are they only pigeons? Oh, there's one crow left. Yeah, the pigeons are showing him away. Wow. Wow. Oh, there's racism everywhere. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for watching this episode of Time for Simple. It's episode 13. 13 apparently is an unlucky number. I don't believe in superstition. So if you want to listen to this in audio format it's on Spotify Apple and um everywhere you want Stitcher is everywhere bros and sisters sisters <laughs> thank you for watching hope you liked it please send your questions on my Instagram and on YouTube I check both thank you for your questions and please stay positive if you can't also it's okay but try to cuz it's pretty shitty right now but we'll get through it two cameras for you guys nothing but the best Bye bye guys tata It's time for simple